episode seven of no timeouts thank you for listening thank you for tuning in have a great convo with Tramel at rags no riches he's been on here a few times he comes back on we talk a lot of nba stuff uh i don't know college draft uh just some players Kawhi, whatever you know the big stuff as we go into the nba playoffs uh yeah let's get to it So, Tramel, your Bulls are out of the playoffs for was how many years has this been now? Uh, we went last year, so it's only been a year. Oh, really? Yeah, remember we lost to the uh, Celtics? You had a valiant effort. I really don't. Who did you? Oh, yeah, with Rondo and everything. I forgot. Yeah, you guys were the eight seed. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Damn. Okay, that kind of ruined my joke. But <laughs> I am still excited for the playoffs. This is. I feel like... The, Everyone always talks shit about the NBA, but I feel like this is going to be one of the best playoffs we've had in a while. Yeah, I mean, I kind of agree with that. I think, like, this is probably the most, I mean, we've had, we talked about this before, like, I think this is one of the most competitive the league's ever been, to be honest. Like, I mean, obviously there's the great teams like the Rockets and the Warriors, but other than that, everyone else is pretty even. Like, you could see someone else, like, anyone else beating anyone else, that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, like, you could look at the East right now and, any team could lose in the first round, like Raptors included. Exactly. Cavs included if they played the wrong team. Yeah, I mean, like if the Raptors play the Wizards, the Wizards could theoretically beat them. You know? I mean, are the Wizards going to drop down to eight? Right now, they are the eight seed. Oh wow! I didn't. Wow, it's it's gotten that bad. Yeah, I mean, like literally <coughs> any team can beat anyone in the East. In the West, almost any team can beat anyone, other than. I feel like Golden State, I feel like they could definitely lose to someone in the first round. But I don't think the Rockets will lose anyone. Yeah, I mean, well, yeah, if they don't have, they don't have Curry, they just got yeah. Durant trying to do everything. Have you seen D- Kevin Durant's hair? Nappy. I mean, I don't no, know. it's not nappy. It's, like, non-existent. Like, he's balding from the middle. I saw a picture of somebody, like, edited, like, Pangea, like, into his hair. Like, it's like a globe or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh no. What I'm thinking of is LeBron's when they edited the Philadelphia like Bell, Liberty Bell in his hair. I'm thinking LeBron. They're both they're both really balding. They both just gotta go do the Kobe. You got to. I mean at some point, like if you wanna really reach your peak greatness, you just gotta accept the baldness. That's one less thing to worry about. That's true. All the greats do are are bald. Michael Jordan, Kareem. That's true. I don't know. I guess. See, that's why. That's why I don't rock with Kawhi. He got braids. <laughs> the hairline's gonna be gone soon. He's pulling his hair so tight. He'll be, he'll be gone. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. I think the Warriors will be fine. The only the only team they would lose to is like if the Jazz dropped down to seven. Yeah, I think they could definitely lose to the Jazz. But I think the Jazz are probably gonna hold steady at four. Like they seem really locked in. Like they're not gonna yeah mess around. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'd rather the Spurs play the Jazz in the first round. That'd be a great series. Like, those games have been so good this year. They have. Not all, like, game winners. And that'd, be, that'd be great. I think, like, ideally what I would want to see is uh, Houston versus OKC, Golden State versus Minnesota, uh, 
Portland versus New Orleans, and then I want to see Utah versus San Antonio. Like that'd be the ideal Western Conference playoffs for me. Uh, man, I don't know because I thought that I wanted to see OKC Golden State in the first round, but I feel like I want to see OKC versus Portland like three six. Because then no matter what, whoever wins is, is going to be a great second round. Between go- I guess you're, so like you're saying that, you're assuming that uh, Golden State's going to win. Back for round two. Yeah, or at least like comes yeah. back in like the middle of round two or something. Okay. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that'd be cool, I guess. But And then I don't even, it doesn't even matter who they play. They can play, I don't even know, I don't really care who's a seven. They can play, uh, I actually want to see the Nuggets get to seven seed. I don't know why people want to see the Nuggets in the playoffs. I'm trying to see the Nuggets in the playoffs. They have players who are ready to make their playoff debuts. Nah, they're boring. Bro. Gary Harris, they're the boring. Players. You like the Utah Jazz and you think the Denver Nuggets are boring? Yeah, man. They don't. What do you I think is fun? Them. Please tell me what you consider fun. Seems like grind it out and get the dope. What do you. No, that's not fun. So you like, you like really enjoyed watching like the Memphis Grizzlies? Yes, I was a big supporter of Grind City. Grindhouse, I love that man. Until they beat the Bulls that time when I went with my cousin, <laughs> I loved, I loved them. R.I.P. <laughs> but I can't. That's that's really what you consider fun, is like eighty to eighty-five. Like so, like the two thousand four Pistons are like the greatest team ever to you. Yeah, from the entertainment. Like I like to see defense played. I mean, but I also like the Warriors too. But the Warriors actually played really good defense. People don't give them credit for that. Yeah, exactly, because Mark Jackson did it. Nobody wants to give credit to a black guy. <laughs> I hate watching the Rockets play. Rockets? Yeah, the Rockets are the worst. Like, that's not fun to watch. Why do you want to like see OKC little... play the Rockets? They're going to kill OKC. I don't know. I just feel like it'd be fun. Like, and Russell, like, give him a couple, I think. Like, they'll be able to grind it. I think once the playoffs start, the Thunder are built for playoff basketball. Yeah, I think the Thunder are built. I always thought that the Thunder in the playoffs would be better than the Rockets. I said that before the yeah. year. That's what I'm saying. Because, like, the Rockets, their calls are going to be different. They're going to make them play through more stuff. And, like, the Rockets are built for a slower pace, like, more grinded out. Playoff you mean the Thunder? Basketball. I mean, yeah, the Thunder, my bad. The Rockets are, like, they, are, they depend so much on getting calls. and like. Yeah, if you take the Rockets out of their game, they don't really have, like, a plan B. Yeah, they don't have, like, secondary things they can do. They shoot threes, they play fast, like, other than that, I mean. I mean, I don't know. I mean, like I said, I, like like you said, they're a really good regular season team. D'Antoni always does great in the regular season. They put two losers together, man. <laughs> so maybe negative and a negative may have made positive. I don't know, but. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, that's the whole. Th- I don't get the whole thing with James Harden. After you lose by forty to end your season, you lose by forty at home, and you come back the next year and you gain fans. Exactly, bro. He's, he gets a bigger pass than KD did. Oh, of course. I don't think I don't think anyone's gotten a bigger pass than James Harden. If you really think about it, I mean, he had a playoff game with thirteen turnovers. Turns the ball over so much every night. Like I think he leads the league in turnovers. Like, oh, I mean, it, I don't really care if you get like five turnovers a game, but he had thirteen in a game. I've I've never been a big James Harden guy. I feel like his game is kind of trash. Like I don't feel like his game would translate to other times. Like I feel like 
regardless, Steph game would translate because he can shoot. Like, it doesn't matter. Right. James Harden, is, like, he has to get those, like, cheap fouls up, and he wouldn't get that, like, even 10 years ago. Well, Steph Curry's game couldn't translate to, like, the 60s when there was no three-point line. He'd just be taking the worst shots on the court. He'd be, he'd be Pete Maravich. Nah, nah, you see, you ever watch that old film of like 60s basketball? Yeah, and Steph Curry would destroy all their ankles. <laughs> no, they, first off, the refs would call everything he did a travel or a carry. Just like they would like, like half the people who play now. I mean, yeah, but like, I don't know. Like, those dudes couldn't even dribble with their left hand. Like, they were specifically one, like, whatever their dominant hand was, they wouldn't dribble with. Like, they couldn't do crossovers. Like, that was like, whoa, what is, what is that? Like they probably call a technical if you cross somebody over. No, it wasn't legal to do crossovers back then. That's what I'm saying. Like, so, like, so like, but uh, but I'm saying if you're playing back then, you got to play by those rules. But he'd be so much more physical. Like, if he if you bring his same body the way he's built right now to that time, going against like sixth grade math teachers. And stuff, like, <laughs> Who? Steph Curry. Yeah. Steph Curry I mean, did not fin- He can finish over nobody. He's got to shoot. Those guys are all like five ten. <laughs> he's still 6'3". He's still 6'3". Yeah. When have you ever seen Steph Curry body somebody at the rim? He never had to. Yeah, because he, he can't in this era. No, oh, he can. No, nah, he can't. Period. <laughs> I don't know, dude. If he's going against my sixth grade English teacher, Mr. Kelly, bro, <laughs> I think he's. I think he's getting a bucket. Sixth grade. Like, all right, come on, man. They were at least doing like manual labor jobs. I guess. I mean, I, a lot of those white guys like. It's like they're the milkman, bro. Like they weren't really doing like they weren't doing hard labor like cold back here. Chill. Yeah, no, they were in the they're in the mine shafts, dude. And you're you're giving us too much. <laughs> I've seen I've seen some things on Twitter and like YouTube, and I'm not I'm not ready to say that Steph Curry wouldn't still dominate back. Man, no, I didn't say he wouldn't dominate. I said his game wouldn't translate because he'd be shooting the worst shots on the court. His biggest str- his biggest strength would be taken away. Wow. No, that's not dominating. If hey look, you take LeBron back there, he'd average fifty. He'd be wilt. You can't tell me Steph's gonna give twenty five and that's dominating. I'm saying at least twenty five. You're not you're not convincing me. I'm standing by what what I said. Nah, but you're out of you're out of you're out of line. No. Nah. And LeBron would get more than fifty. He would get like seventy. I mean, probably. I mean he'd just do whatever he wanted. But I don't even remember what we're talking about. Uh, I don't know. We're talking about. I know we're talking about the Rockets. we're talking about the Rockets. About but the, yeah. Oh yeah, you said James Harden's game wouldn't translate. Yeah, that's. I mean, I, yeah, that's probably true. But so, who do you have coming out the West? I'm still going with the the Warriors until I see somebody beat them. Yeah, I think the Warriors. The Warriors are sleeping. Is waiting to play the Rockets to bust them in the conference finals. I think. Yeah, I just looked it up, and James Harden's averaging. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna say I know I definitely know Russell Westbrook's got to be averaging more. Uh, I mean, if I just had to guess, or LeBron, just somebody LeBron's who averaging 4.3. No, about and the same. Rest is at rest is at 4.7. Okay, yeah, so like all about the same. Yeah. And those those dudes probably have the ball in their hand the most out of anybody in the league. So. Yeah, I'm sure they're usually just super high. Like, yeah. So. Yeah, exactly. But so yeah, like I was saying, I think because the Warriors are a type of team, or just a type of people that you know they're like hearing what people are saying about the Rockets. You know, like they're like they're definitely paying attention. Yeah, 
they're telling you not like they seem like they're like, oh, we don't listen to the haters. Like, they're for sure listening. Oh, yeah. I mean, for their own special reasons. Like, you know, Draymond's the type of guy who listens to it to, like, motivate himself. He's like one of those guys. What's KD's reason? He's sensitive. He needs some burner account material. Do you think he still has? That's a good question. Do you think <laughs> that Kevin Durant still uses his burner account? Do you think? Well, he definitely got the old ones taken away. I'm sure. The question is, did he make new ones? But do they like who? Who took him away? Though? I mean, I'm sure that like other people, like his close friends, probably knew about at least one of them. Just lock himself in his hotel room. Well, everyone already knew about the Instagram one. Before the Twitter one even came out, there was already established that he had like a another Instagram account. Like a personal personal one that was like unverified. So, I mean, that, so that existed, but it wasn't quite the same as him, like, defending himself. That's what I'm saying. Like, I feel like he's still got it, man. I feel like... Yeah, I mean, pro- like- he, I don't know. I feel like he's laying, he's trying to lay low for a little while, because people are, like, looking for them. Yeah, but you won't know. Like, you, you literally never know. Yeah, I guess, I mean, if he's really an egg, is he really an egg? Or is he, like, one of those, like, fan pages? Well, I guess he'd be in Golden State now. Well, yeah, or like yeah, some random like some kid from San Francisco. Francisco. Yo, you remember yeah. when Skip Bayless got exposed on Facebook? Oh yeah, that was funny. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Yo, that was hilarious. If, but if I was famous, I I probably would have one too. Oh no! Nah. Oh, take that back. I, I, I probably would have one. I probably would a have burner account. Monitor. You can monitor things from your own account. Nah, but I wouldn't be tweeting out stuff like defending me. But I would definitely be like retweet my own stuff, <laughs> favoriting. Like you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, hey, I'm like, hey, chill. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, come on, man. I'm sure he's a nice guy. Yeah, I don't. I mean, that's fine. But like, Kevin Durant was on there like shitting on Oklahoma. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that. I feel like you should have kept that to yourself. Yeah, facts. You just chase around. That's gonna be the first thing chase around on here. He never. He never answering an email again. I bet he has one though. Actually, he's he's pretty bold. He probably just says it like on his normal Twitter. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. Yeah, he seems cool. I didn't know he was such a big Spurs fan, so he's my guy now. Oh, yeah, he loves the Spurs. Have you seen his wife? She is. Come on, man. Come on, man. Come on. Come on, man. It's a family podcast. 
the outtakes of coverage. Right? <laughs> like give me, give me hope. I'm trying to, I'm trying to lean, I'm trying to go to a Kawhi thing, and here you go. I mean, go ahead. But I'm just saying, great first man. That's, uh, maybe that's the thing for you, bro. Like you can, I'll kick your coverage. Like that's awesome. That gives me hope. <laughs> He's always uploading videos of her like making. Uh, he's like laying on the couch and she's like building cabinets and doing yard work. Like that's a dream come true. He's attractive <laughs> wife. She does all the home, all, all the work. Like not just housework. She does out everything. He's laying on the couch. That's awesome. I mean, yeah. yeah just make a best-selling book. Exactly. Like I mean, I mean, obviously he does his writing, but like, like other than that, like she handles everything. She she was literally out there playing tackle football with her son. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, thank you. I didn't I didn't realize that that was so important to you. <laughs> you doing as little as possible. Wearing the pants in a relationship is overrated, man. I mean, it's not even about wearing the pants. It's just about, like, doing things. Like, you just wanted to lay there. She, she's clearly the, uh... I mean, you can still help. I mean, like Why that, you gotta just lay on the couch? Because I want to watch her work man you know, I don't I don't I don't watch the NBA and play basketball at the same time all right I, I enjoy the product all right like, wow this is great so Kawhi Leonard isn't playing <laughs> and I don't know why and it's really starting to make me sad I think it's because he's going to LA man it's I mean well right look now. first off first off let me, make, let me make one thing very clear we'll trade Kawhi before he leaves us we will break up with him before he breaks up with us. That's what you think. We will never. We will not get broken up with. I refuse. I wouldn't be surprised if he's out one more year on his I deal. That, not that I think that like Popovich has like ego, but I feel like he's a good enough coach and he would feel like I can get him to stay. Like if, if we just win next year, we can get him to stay. You know what I'm saying? No, nah, like, I don't think Popovich is the type of guy to be like. Let me prove to you why you should stay and play for me. Nah, if you don't want to be there, you you're gonna be gone. I don't think it's a proving type thing. I think it's more of like a. It's not a. It's like a proving, convincing, or whatever. Whatever it's, it's like whatever. Him just remind. It's like him remembering. It on nah. Like that's. He comes back and he's winning and we're doing all these great things. He's gonna remember that. Look, if this was the Patriots, Bill Belichick would have traded them already. And Popovich is very much so like Belichick in that way. I mean, uh, it's just tough. Like, I don't, for one, I mean, no. we, don't, we don't, like, as fans, we don't know, like, what's really going on. Like, the only people that really know are, like, Kawhi, it seems like. Not even Popovich knows guys know. So, like, I don't know. Like, it just. I mean, look, there's a definitely just a chance that, like, he just doesn't want to play just because he really thinks he's hurt. Like, that's still a chance. Like, don't get me wrong. But, I mean, it's at the point where, like, like, Tony Parker and Ginobili are, like, taking the shots at Kawhi, like, so, like, Subtly, you know what I mean? Like, like, like sly little, like passive aggressive shots. Like, I'm starting to get get concerned. The only reason I was gonna say the uh, the only reason Lamarcus Aldridge didn't get traded was because nobody wanted him. We were ready to trade Aldridge. Well, yeah, because he was cool again. Like, they became cool after the fact when we realized we couldn't trade him. And now he's playing. Now he's doing fine. He's doing his own thing. But him and Pop had beef last year. I think it's something to be said about kind of the relationship 
that you see between players and doctors. It seems like it's become like a recurring theme that players don't necessarily trust team doctors. I think they're putting them in like positions to see. Like you look at Kyrie Irving in the Celtics, the Kawhi and the Spurs. Like I think it's becoming more and more of a thing now. So I think it's something that you should definitely like. People should watch like moving forward. Though like, I don't know what you think about it, but that's just kind of what I feel. Yeah, no, that's that's definitely there's definitely a thing there. The thing with the Kawhi thing that makes it unique, and I guess where you, I guess, can understand from Kawhi's perspective is this has apparently been a lingering problem since, like, 2014. And so now it's, it's like, at the point where he's just being, I guess, like, extremely cautious because it's just been a constant thing. I mean, it's a tough spot to be in. Like, he's a superstar. He's ascending. He's becoming, like... He gets commercials now. Like he has a brand. It's not just like who who didn't want commercials. I've seen him like pop to, like he has a Mountain Dew who? commercial. Who? Kawhi. What? I've seen him Mountain Dew commercial. Did you, did you see that poo poo offer Jordan Brand gave him? He's in the commercial though. Yeah, commercial. Well, you see, he turned it down. He's not gonna be no more. Yeah, he needs to go with the baller brand, but that's not the point. <laughs> Look, Kawhi's brand is that's one of the big issues here. Kawhi's brand is non existent considering how good he is. I don't know, because I feel like only the top two or three players really have, like. No, that's not true. Like, I mean, LeBron obviously has his thing. Durant obviously has his thing. But mad people buy Curry's. Mad people buy Kyrie's shoe. A lot of people buy Harden's shoe. I feel like that would need to be. But what I'm saying overall, like as far as like commercials and stuff, like how many NBA players you see? Chris Paul, I guess you see Paul George kind of like with the Blake Griffin thing. Blake Griffin. What has he been in in the last two or three years? I mean, he's oh, he stayed in Old Spice commercials. I haven't seen him in a commercial since like. I mean, probably no more since he got traded to Detroit. It's been like three years since I've seen him, but I'll give you that. We'll say Blake Griffin. Um, I don't see KD in any commercials. He's in that new Google commercial where he's like bench pressing. I don't know. I, I can't recall. I, I just don't think you got cable TV. You ain't seen these new commercials. <laughs> I don't recall. I guess James Harden is in that. He's in that State Farm commercial with Chris Paul. I guess you can count that. Giannis, he has no commercials. Lillard has no commercials. Man, Giannis was on 60 Minutes. He don't need a commercial. Maybe the story about his life. But yeah, exactly. So you know how much you know how much more popular he got after that. Like being dead serious, like his Twitter followers went up crazy after that aired. Yeah, I mean, there ain't no guessing it did. Like sixty minutes, like twenty million people watched sixty minutes. I mean, you're, you're picking hairs now, but I'm saying like, as far as like endorsements and things of that nature, not like talking about like being on sixty minutes. But I get what you're saying, like as far as people with more people would follow him. But I'm saying like, I'm just talking about his brand. At, yeah, when I'm talking about your brand, that's. Like you get endorsements, people knowing who you are. Like, I don't feel like anybody more knows who Giannis is now than they did before that. To be honest, I feel like oh, it's a cool story, but like I mean, he's way more popular than Kawhi is. I guess yeah. But and yeah, he, and that's a problem because Kawhi's better than him. But he has a presence on social media, like the blowjob. <laughs> like, that's something that like that's something that people thought was hilarious. Thing. I mean, I'm just saying. I think you're you're looking at it from just the perspective of like our demographic. Like people forty and up, you know what I mean? More like that's the people who buy tickets for real. Be like mid middle aged people. And he went up way with sixty minutes. You only looking at it from a young person perspective. 
I can give you that. I can give you that. Like, I like if like if we're talking strictly like the social media generation, then I mean, yeah, of course. But like, there's a whole group. The majority of people don't even have Twitter for real. Facebook is still the king right now. Huh? So yeah, Facebook is still king. Oh right yeah, now, of course. Oh, of course. It always will be. To be honest. Twitter's just like it's tough to like. It'll just tough to like match up with Facebook, like just because of the way it's built. But, like that's what makes it good, though. So. Yeah, I mean, yeah, uh, Twitter just has more of a niche audience. Facebook is more general. You can use Facebook for so, for so many different things. I'm here, sitting here talking about social media strategy and shit. <laughs> here, so, so get, get some stuff off your chest. You said you wanted to, you had some it, some beef about, what, tanking and what else? Oh, yeah, tanking and uh, fouling up three. Like, All right, well, we don't want to hear about fouling up three. That's, no, let's, let's hear about tanking. But hold on. First off, I want to ask you this. Right. Is Kawhi done for the year? Oh, yeah, for sure. All right, so that means the Spurs are first round next year, right? Oh yeah, definitely. All right, cool. I just need to get that on record. Just need to hear you say. That. I mean, it. I mean, it kind of does depend on who the matchup is, because I think it's going to be close regardless of who they play. I thought like the only team that, it, outside of, obviously, Houston, and Golden State, even if they don't have Curry, was like maybe like OKC. Like OKC always gives us big problems because they're like so much more athletic than us. But if we played like Portland, Utah, um. I don't know. I guess those are the main two people. I don't know any of the other teams that weren't listed. Then I mean I don't know. It's kind of a, it's kind of a fifty fifty proposition. I feel you, I feel you. So I so I wouldn't say for sure that they're out in the first round, but they are definitely one hundred percent out in the second round. That's fair enough. That's fair enough. Like with that with no Kawhi, so assuming Kawhi doesn't come back, like I don't think he will. Like I think they could, you know, especially just if we get the right matchup, you know, like Utah's young, for example. I don't know. Maybe they're just a year away, and then like you know, maybe we squeak by. But it's it's bleak. It's bleak. Uh, looking forward. For sure. All right. So here's my my tanking uh, message, feel, rant, whatever you want to call it. I am so fed up with tanking, man. Like, hold on. Who, you, hold on, who's, who is this to? You like talking to Adam Silver or something? This is to anyone that will listen. All right. These these owners, Adam Silver, whoever. I am so I have the NBA ticket thing so I can watch League Pass so I can watch all the games. You paid for that? And I turned. Yeah. Why would you I do that? I watched the Bulls game. I don't know. Why would you pay for that? Well, actually, my roommate paid for it, but. I mean, I guess that's that. The streams be awful. You can find better streams on Reddit. And ours are always good. Like they're always like HD. Like lately, it's been a little bit weird, but I think it's just because like the Wi-Fi is in the trash. But like for most of the season, though. But anyway, continue. So you're watching the Bulls game. I mean. I feel sorry for you already. Watching, You're watching, watching a Bulls, Bulls game. game. First off, I'm so sick of the way that they do the scheduling. So, like, all the good games are either on ESPN or NBA TV. But NBA TV games are blacked out on NBA League Pass, which is unbelievable in itself. But anyways, so all the games that you can watch on there are the attractions like the Bulls, the Memphis Grizzlies, the Dallas Mavericks. And all I see are these trash G League players that should not be in the league playing every night. Like, look at tonight. The Grizzlies, this is who they're sitting out. Mike Conley, he's actually hurt. Marcus Saul says rest. There's two games left. They're talking about rest for Mike Marcus Saul. They really want 20 games this year, maybe. He needs, what does he need rest from? Rest from losing? Yes. Yeah. 
uh, one of the Harrison twins. You got Parsons is out, Selden, Tyreek Evans is out. Like literally, they have what is this? Eight players that are sitting out tonight. <laughs> expecting for us to be okay with that. I don't know. Well, no, no. Who, well, who's the starting five? Who's the starting five? I have no idea who the starting five is because well, look it up. Out. Like, look it up. This is this is unbelievable. I don't even know. Can you look up the starting five before the game starts? Yeah. You want like the ESPN app or something, or like look up or just look up the starting five for their last game they played. I bet. So here. You come in. You come in here with a rant. You should have this. Oh, you should already have the receipts ready. They're they're, they're twenty two and fifty eight. Let's just start there. They're twenty two and fifty eight. See their last game. Actually, won their last game. Look at that. So here was their here was their starting five. It was Ivan Robb, uh, the Brooks dude, Simmons, Ben McLemore. Simmons who? Mark Stark, uh, I don't know if it just says K. Simmons. Let's see. Kobe oh, Kobe Simmons. Simmons. Oh, yeah. He gets buckets. That guy's garbage. <laughs> and uh, Marcus Stark should play that game, but he's not playing tonight. And they have, coming off the bench, they have Omari Johnson. I, this guy looks like he was, because he's from Jamaica. Like, I've never seen that guy in my life before. Maybe you need to watch more ball. Mike Henry is this Mike with M Y K E. He went to DePaul. <laughs> he looks like he is a garbage man. Like I don't know. Like these guys just like Mario Chalmers is like this team is terrible, bro. This is unbelievable. And the fans just have to eat this, bro. Like after Mike Conley got hurt and they decided, Oh, we're gonna go full tank mode, the fans just have to eat this that got season tickets. That's unbelievable to me. I, it's just me personally, I don't know. Like, mm-hmm. They literally they shut down Zach Levine, Chris Dunn, Valentine, like all these guys, in, we couldn't get them back ready. There's like six games left, so we couldn't get them back ready in time. They're like, Lori Markkinen was gone for like his uh, injury or like his wife having a baby for like six weeks, man. Like he had like six weeks paternity leave or something. Like yeah, that. yeah. What's wrong, what's wrong with, wow. What's wrong with paternity leave? That's not, that's not a real thing. <laughs> it should be. If they were trying to. Uh, <laughs> Hey, she I'm look. She needs help. Okay, she I just gave birth. Think she's not tired. I, I think that the NBA needs to come up with a thing like Jalen Rose said, where if you don't make the playoffs, you have an even chance of getting in, getting the number one pick. Like everyone's got an even chance. That eliminates thinking by so much. So then, who gets the second pick? Well, everybody's got an even pick, like as far as the lottery picks. So if you don't make the playoffs, everyone has an even pick, even like. And so then they do, and they just pick the teams like. Just, yeah. Like everyone gets one ping pong ball. Basically, yeah. That makes it so much better. There's no, there's no advantage to play to tanking. You might as well try to get in the playoffs. Like there's no advantage to getting, you know, what I'm saying, to being a bad team. If the NBA is honest about, it, they want to make the best product possible. That's how you do that thing. Yeah, I don't think, I don't think owners would like that. Yeah, the owners won't like it, but it would. I mean, I think they would in the long, in the grand scheme of things. You look at like a team like. Milwaukee or um, Atlanta's always been right there on the cusp. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, they'll miss the playoffs this year. They'll make it the next year. Like, maybe one year that the Hawks miss it when they're like with Joe Johnson, those teams, like where they were like the seven seed, eight seed, but they get that nine seed instead, then boom, they get Derrick Rose and they become a great team. You know what I'm saying? Like, that, that's how it could be. You know what I'm saying? Like, it could literally be that, that, that easy. Like, Detroit, they're nice ish. You know what I'm saying? Like, they're like, Right on the cusp, like a 500 team, maybe a little bit better, a little bit worse. Then let's say this year they get Michael Porter, or they get you know someone like 
one of the top top picks. Like whoever. Eight so, like so what happens to the teams that are like actually bad and they just never get a good pick? They're just bad forever. Well, then you actually have to like go and create. You can't just be dumping your whole roster like a lot of these teams do. Like literally, the Bulls got rid of every asset they had. The Hawks got rid of every asset they had. The Magic, like all these teams, are just trying to get as bad as possible, uh, just dumping their roster for no reason. Like they're not even trying to win. That's the problem. Like I don't care if you're bad. Well, they're trying to win, I guess, in like five years. Yeah, but that's stupid because it doesn't work. Like, even if you want to say the Sixers are a success story, they would be like the only one that's really worked as far as going from zero to like championship contender. And they're not—they're not there yet. I mean, that's not true. There, I mean, there's the thing is the thing that like like drafting works. Like getting high picks, it works. The only problem is there's a bunch of teams that just don't know how to draft, so they just keep missing picks every year. I mean, but who is it worked for other than them? I mean, look at the Warriors. Look at the Warriors. The Warriors were awful. Steph Curry's first year, they were awful. Then they got they drafted Steph Curry, they drafted Klay Thompson, they drafted Draymond Green. But they were trying to win, weren't they? They were never trying to lose. Like, they were never taking it. Like, they weren't getting number one picks. They were getting, like, seventh pick, like, eighth pick, twelfth pick. Like, it wasn't the same deal, you know what I'm saying? Like, Klay Thompson yeah. was, like, was he the eighth or ninth pick? Like, yeah, some, something like that. Literally bottoming out. Like, you, they were trying to win. They just sucked. <laughs> like the Hawks are trying to lose every night. I mean, Dallas is trying. Like they, their owner said, we it's not beneficial for us to win. I mean, yeah, he did. He did say that. There's, there's no place for that as far as I'm concerned. Especially like if you say that you want to be the league that cares about the fans and the people and all that, you can't be let this happen. You gotta put it into it. Yeah, I mean, I do. There does need to be. There, something needs to change. The lottery system needs to change some way. Do you like uh, was it Bill Simmons' idea? They do like a tournament. Have you heard that? I think I like him. Uh, he's talking about like make a like after you've been eliminated, there's like a tournament where all the losing teams play, kind of like a, yeah to get the lack yeah to get like the eight seed. Yeah, I don't know, dude. Like, I don't I don't know enough. I don't know how it would really work out, in my opinion. But well, he was saying that you make this tournament, and it's like over three days or five days or whatever, and. You, so that way you can shorten the regular season by like eight games or ten games or whatever, and then replace those games with this tournament, and then the the teams that win, I guess, on like each side of the bracket, get the two spots. Uh, two yeah, something like that. He talks about it all the time. You think they should? Uh, just like not do east and west and just have one through 16 i think that, i think that's stupid really i think the east and west thing is fine i think that's fine just because like from a travel standpoint like it just would be really stupid Man, like, it's 2018 all right first off when elon musk gets that like new uh like tunnel shit we got going on we're gonna be able to get to california from maryland in like 15 minutes Elon Musk is always talking about these things he's gonna do, and then he doesn't do any of them. Wow, he so just like, launched a rocket into space. Okay, but what? Like, like, so think about this: Tesla. He's been talking about how he's gonna make this so great. Tesla hasn't dropped anything. They're about to go out of business, bro. They're about to go bankrupt. Chill. They, he just they just dropped a Tesla three. And no one's buying it. And it has nothing. It has none of the things that it was supposed to be doing. Like literally, I don't want to hear anything that Elon Musk. Has Elon Musk is just ahead of his time, man. He's ahead of his time. He's like talking about like floating cars and like underground trains and all types of shit. That's like a hundred years too early. Exactly. It's not realistic. I want realistic um, options. 
Yeah, he did. He did launch a rocket in space. Like by like, with his own money. What did we get from that? I mean, it's the setup. I don't know. They launched shit in the space for like future shit. I don't know. It's like the setup something. I don't know the whole program, but it's the whole program. <laughs> but I'm just saying, there's a reason. I mean, why do they launch anything in the space? I'm, I'm sure they're figuring something out. I'm just saying, if you're gonna bring you, I'm not gonna lose. I need to see more action from him. Look, he launched a rocket in the space, so he's got a few years to do something else. Like he bought some time. Uh, that's, that's an opinion. But what do you mean that's an opinion? It was his own money. He made it like t- five times cheaper than NASA did. At the end of the day, most of his, I was looking this up because I was watching the damn Levitard show. And uh, what's his little sidekick saying? Chill. Chill on uh, Stugats, man. Hey, Stugats are good. <laughs> Stugats went in on Elon Musk. And I started researching it. I was like, hey, he's actually right. Like, Elon Musk hasn't done anything. He's except for run Tesla into the ground. <laughs> hey, first off, do you, like, don't be disrespectful. Like, Elon Musk is a billionaire because he, like, created PayPal. Hey, I'm just talking about so, Okay, but that's fine. Well, make sure to preface it with lately because he's still a billionaire. Well, I don't know how much money he put into Tesla. But I'm just saying, he like created PayPal. And, and, and there's a big rumor that he is the creator of Bitcoin. Bitcoin is a scam. Oh, well, yeah, but he created it, so you know he's getting all the money from it. He, cre- he created, apparently they're saying he created Bitcoin. You know, you can just like create online. Like you can just make your own currency online. Yeah, so that's why I was telling you guys in the group chat. I was like, literally Bitcoin is a terrible investment. Like if you stay in too long, like, you, like if you can get in and get out really fast, it's dope. But like otherwise, there's nothing that backs it up. So like that's a terrible investment. Well, it was a great investment like eight years ago. But like people, yeah, people were trying to get on it now. Like you just gotta put some money in, and hope it like doubles in a couple of days, and just take it right back out. Yeah, there's just literally nothing behind it. Like it's just nothing. Like it's just a currency that you know. I'm saying like, there's nothing that behind what it stands for. You know, there's like some countries who use like online currency as like their main mode of currency. No, I not know that. Yeah, it's like some African, yeah. some African country. <laughs> I forget. I forget what the what the which one it is, but it, but I did read that. It's Wakanda, man. Chill. They're they're past yeah, that. They they just have what's it called? Vibranium. Did you even watch the movie? You you're the type of guy who didn't even watch the movie. I watched it twice. Oh yeah, you said it was overrated. It is, man. We can. I mean, we can go there if you want to go there. I know this is a sports podcast. I don't want to upset your viewers. You know, if I uh. Anti-black opinion. But. Why does it gotta be anti-black? Maybe you just you just thought it was overrated. So I mean, you just preface it now. You gotta now say it now. <laughs> I mean, that's just how it's gonna be viewed. Like if you say something like that on Twitter, I would have thought oh, you hate black people. Like it was a cool movie. Well, this it's not it Twitter. So. Like, it wasn't. It wasn't all-time great. I wish that, and then maybe part of it was the hype built around it. But like when I was just looking at, it, I was like, this is a cool movie. But there's nothing special about it. Like, if I never watch this movie again, I'll be. I won't lose any sleep. I'll be perfectly fine. And that's like. <laughs> I think about all that great. It's a, it's a movie I want to watch again. Like I don't really want to watch Black Panther ever again. And it's nothing like instant, really. It's just like it wasn't anything special. Like you know what I'm saying? Like I mean, yeah. I mean, was, I feel like superhero movies can only be but so good. Right. Like it wasn't like a Dark Knight. Like I felt like Dark Knight had a really cool like vibe. Like I could watch Dark Knight over and over again, and never get tired of it. 
but I don't get that vibe really when I'm from Black Panther, and like, I don't know really why, like I just, I don't know, it just was like an average movie, like the, the dopest part of the movie was that the cast was black, like it was all black, mostly I guess, other than the white agent guy, and like the guy that was, uh, they fell in the um, goods tube, but other than that, it was all black, but other than that, like there wasn't really any... Anything that made me say, "Wow, this is a great movie." Well, that's that's it. That that's what made it a great movie, right there. That you just answered your own, your own question. It didn't need yeah. it didn't need anything else after that. <laughs> I guess. Like, I guess I was looking for something a little bit more substantial as far as like amazingness. Like people were like, "Oh man, he did a great job acting." Like I thought Michael B. Jordan did pretty solid, but like it wasn't like and nobody just blew me away. Like if this wins an Oscar, I'll be kind of like I don't know. I mean, I feel like it's just that's reparations if it wins an Oscar deserves it yeah so it's, it's exactly like it's not like i wouldn't say that it deserves an oscar no but you, we deserve reparations <laughs> so it deserves an oscar fair enough we can, I, can, I can live with that if that's the, if that's the rationale they said that on <laughs> we did black people dirty over the years so we're gonna give them this oscar to kind of help make up for that i'll say i'll, I'll respect that i, w- I wish they said that <laughs> like if that's the speech like they have like <laughs> Like they like before they announced the winner, they're just like, "All right, look, bear with us here." Yeah, like a three-minute speech, like just breaking down, like due to the years and years of slavery, beating black people, all that stuff. Uh, we decided that it's our duty to give them an Oscar for this movie, just to kind of, you know, it won't, it won't make up for it, but it'll head in that direction of making things right. I'm like, okay, I respect that. Wow. Just let me know it's affirmative action. Bro. Just don't tell me. Don't don't like try to make it seem like you like black people. Just tell me, hey, we're throwing you a bone here, like just so I know. Hey, look, that was a great, it was a great movie. All right, I don't no more slander on my podcast. You're about to ruin my whole podcast. <laughs> it was been great. It was good. It was good. All right. So it wasn't, it wasn't a movie. It wasn't a movie that I need to be taking kids to. True. All right. So yeah, that's that's true. That's actually a big thing. I don't know why everyone was rushing their little kids to go see that movie. That was not a movie for like little kids. Exactly. That's my biggest. That's my biggest qualm, if you will, with the movie. Yeah, it was not a little kid movie. But um. All right. So if the Bulls are tanking, like who? All right. So who do you want? Give me your give me your like top three players you want them to draft. Um, I want. Like let's assume they have the number one pick. I guess I'm number one pick. I'm just gonna go on the players that I like the most. I do not want. I used to think Michael Porter would be dope, but I don't think Michael Porter is very good. So I don't want Michael Porter. But I do like. Uh, you, and you can say that now that Porter's not with Mizzou no more. <laughs> well, I I like his game, but I just feel like what he is is what he is. Like I feel like what we saw, like he'll definitely be better than what we saw in the two games, but he won't be like the this transcendent like once in a lifetime talent that everyone thinks he is. In my opinion, at least. Um, but I think DeAndre Ayton would be amazing to have on the Bulls. Even though he's frailed up against Buffalo, I would love to have him on the Bulls. Um, I wouldn't mind. Um, I, I don't want Don, Donkic, whatever that guy's name is. I think that guy sucks. Wow. All right. You think Luka Donkic sucks? I think he's going to be like a. Little, he'll be better than like a Rubio, but I don't think he's gonna be like super like amazing like everyone thinks he is. What? Even um, even Dario Saric is good. I, I thought he's good, but not like great. Like yeah, he's, he's way better player. than Rubio. I guess Rubio, I think Rubio's, Rubio's underrated, in my opinion. Though. In my opinion, but you know okay, that. but you just like the Jazz. Rubio. You just like Utah. Anyway, keep continue. I like them. I like them on Timberwolves. But yeah, that's that's my that's my only like 
you know, either one. Like, I don't want Don Donkic, whatever you say. I ever say, man, Luca or Michael Porter. I would like to get Aiden. That'd be ideal for me. All right. Well, realistically, you're probably not going to get Aiden. So then, who would be your most realistic thing that you would like? Like, say you get like this number uh, six pick. I like the guy from Michigan State. I can't think of his name on top Jackson? of my head, but yeah, I think he's really good, Jaron Jackson. Yeah. Um, I like the dude from Kentucky, like uh, Shea Gill, uh, whatever his name is. He's not going to be a first round pick. Yeah, I know he won't be, but I like him a lot. I like his game a lot. Um, I'm just trying to think of the the top guys off the top of my head. Um, right. Yeah, I mean, like. So long story short, you don't know. I have yeah, basically. I don't know. Other than if it's not Aiton, like I don't know. But I do know. But that you know who Bulls, you don't want. Yeah, I do know who I don't want, and I don't want John Porter either. If in the second round, I don't want him either. Why not? I think he's not very good. I'll, I'll leave it at that. I'm not going to slander him because hey, his dad is a uh, false man on Twitter. He could listen to this, but <laughs> I do not want. I do not want John Porter. I don't think he's going to go. I think he'll stay one more year. He's real young. Yeah, but there's like a lot of behind the scenes things. I mean, I I'm think, sure. I think he will leave. I yeah, leave. I mean, I could, I guess, I could see that too. Michael Porter Senior, the real LeVar Ball. <laughs> hey, that's actually this should be talked about more. I feel like, like the way that he has been able to parlay not just his sons but his daughters into jobs is. It's unbelievable. It's actually very impressive. Great strategy to just get like a bunch of kids so you can do it for longer. Yeah, and he literally is, he's going to be good until like, even like the little girl they have is supposed to be a baller. She's like the best in like the class of like 2025. She's like amazing. (laughs) Isn't isn't a kid who's in like 10th grade pretty good? Yeah, Coben is okay. He'll be like a lower tier D1. He should probably be a D2 player, but his brother's like the name will get him at least lower tier to mid major D1. But they have a son that's in eighth grade. That kid is a dog, bro. Like he's gonna be like Michael Porter type hype around him when he gets like a, if he keeps like progressing like he is, like he'll be that kind of player. Like he's already like six ten, bro. He's unbelievable. He's yeah. in eighth grade. He balls out. He can handle the ball like legitimately handle the ball. Wow. Yeah, the real of our ball, yeah. Michael Porter Senior. Okay, he's out here hustling. Like that's like not only just the son. Like you, you've seen one son get them like a job. He used his daughters, bro. Like Bree Porter with the five twenty CLs. To get a job at Mizzou. Then Sierra came and he got promoted to assistant coach. <laughs> then Michael and Jonte came and they said, Oh, let's let Kim Anderson try to offer him a job. He said, nah, I'm actually too good for you. Let me go to Washington. And then he became assistant coach at Washington. That's crazy, bro. Like at Mizzou, he was a glorified cheerleader. He was like, This was his job. He was like a cheerleader slash video coordinator. And he was making 400k for that. What do you think the other assistants were doing? Like, what do you think they they felt like when they're doing all the work, and then Michael Porter is making 400k? They're probably wishing they had some sons. Exactly. <laughs> like, this is the greatest American hustle story that I've ever seen, and no, no one's talking about. No, it. well, the well, one is Mizzou. Like, people don't really care about Missouri. But the best part of the story that you don't even think you realize is that he said he was too good for Kim Anderson, left the Washington, and then still came back to Mizzou. Exactly. Like that's <laughs> unbelievable to me. Like he's like, no, thank you. And then the next year said, yes, please. Like that's that is beautiful. And like, I it. have so much, I have so much respect for Michael Porter Senior for the way that he's been able to do that. But I think it should be, this should be a movie about them one day. And the fact that Michael Porter, they said, hey, Mike, you know, let's come to Mizzou, let's do this thing. All this hype around. I mean, then they say, actually, 
don't play any games. We're going to get you the surgery that you could have had over the summer. You could have had it two summers ago. You could have had it after this season. Let's do it right now so you don't actually have to play for Mizzou and we still secure the bag because they can't fire me because I get paid either way. That is amazing to me. Well, and then I was like, here, like, we'll, we'll just like keep him satisfied with Jonte. <laughs> and Jonte, like, and he came through. He had a solid season. Yeah, he, he did a decent amount. But, like, it's just crazy to think that they did all that. You know what I'm saying? I mean, like, yeah, but, but Jonte's there just so, like, you can't – Mizzou can't feel like they got nothing. Like, they got Jonte. He was all right. Exactly. I feel like – like, I don't know the decision like, making, like, how they determine that they're going to do it then or what. But, like, that's just awesome to me. Like, they should – I hope there's a movie about this one day. Like, maybe <laughs> well, they, hey, they were making it. Hey, look, you're giving away your ideas. You make it. They're making a documentary about this basketball team. Like, they've been doing it all year, like, filming, like, press conferences and games and everything. Like, it's going to be, like, a Netflix, I think it is. And, like, I hope that they get some of that behind the scenes. I want to see Konzo and Michael Porter going at it. Like, when Con- when Michael Porter's like, hey, you guys should do this. He's like, actually, you should probably go fold some stocks in the back. Konzo <laughs> said that? Like, I, mean, I don't know if he actually said that or not, but, like, I'm sure, like, from what uh, I've heard. They have beef? The, the, they've got, there's, there was. Breaking news. There. Like it was, it was. They didn't make it the. Uh, it wasn't the easiest thing, you know. what I'm saying for like uh, the porters because of just the way that all unfolded, you know. Right. And I guess the team had kind of been like, we want, um, like we think that Michael can play. Like he just needs to rehab this. Like if he takes off like a month or so, we think he'd be fine. He needs to get surgery. So like, there was a lot of, you know, pushing and pulling and like a lot of things that are just kind of you know. People say that, I don't know this for it to be truth or not, but people say that. The Kardashians, I mean, the Porters are kind of like the Kardashians as far as like uh, the Mizzou athletics. I don't know if that's true or not, but that's just the things I've been, I've heard. I want to get that out there. This disclaimer, I'm not saying this is true. From what I know, the nice people, people say they're kind of Hollywood, you know, they have a lot of good names like that. So, but yeah, I've heard that, you know, that's not, um, like, even if Jonte, like, if they wanted to stay, like, Conzo wouldn't really want them there. You know what I'm saying? Like, he was definitely pushing them out saying, yeah, go to the NBA for sure. Like, do that. Don't don't even think about it. Mike, hey, that loss, just brush that off. Go to the NBA. <laughs> and so, like, I don't think that even if Michael Porter Sr., like, if let's say they both leave, like, I don't think he would be welcome to stay on as an assistant coach if his son's left. Like, let's put it that way. Like, it wasn't like he was doing a great job and like, oh, yeah, let's keep this guy, like, you know, like under no circumstances. Like, it would be one of those things where he's like, I just, I'm just going to go and, you know, Help those guys out, mentor them. Like it wouldn't be a, like worst opportunity for him to stay at Mizzou. Damn! Wow, breaking news. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Tramel, our, our Mizzou insider, Adam Adam Schefter <laughs> of Columbia. Stay left, man. But if your team, obviously you're a playoff team, you're a fan of a playoff team, or at least you think you are, unless they fall off completely. Who would you want if you're a lottery pick? Who would you want uh, to draft? I want uh, Mikael Bridges from Villanova. That's what I want. You think he's a lottery guy? Yeah, yeah, definitely. He'll be a lottery guy. Probably, maybe not top 10, but he'll be a lottery guy. But I, I want Mikael Bridges. For sure. He's like, I, I, I can see that. He's just like a good, he's just a good guy. Like you can just, he can just, just fill him in somewhere. Just put him somewhere. He'll he'll make it work. So you, would, where would you, how high would you take him? What's the highest you would take him at? Uh, I don't know, somewhere like from ten to ten to fourteen, eight to eight to eight to fourteen. Let's assume that you're a top eight pick. Though. You're, let's say you're four. Where, who are you taking? If I'm like number four or something like that. Like, well, look, if yeah, I'm if I'm let's, four, let's, just, let's say you're let's say you're number one. 
Who you taking? All right. Okay. Well, I guess it would kind of depend on my team. But if I am I like the Spurs at number one, or am I just starting a team at number one? Yeah. Give me some details. Here. Um. Give me. Give me one of each. We'll. We'll start with you, the Spurs. Your number one pick. Who would you take? And then secondary will be you're starting a friend like your expansion team. What guy would you take to lead your lead your program? All right. Well, okay. Well, if I'm the Spurs, of course I'm going to take Doncic number one. Of course you're going to take the Why best, would you? you're going to take the best European guy. That's like the best European prospect. Of course you're going to take him. We need a wing. Look, and this is assuming we well he would work whether we trade Kawhi or not. I mean, I'd kind of want Aiton, but that would mean that we probably have to get rid of Powell, and I don't even know if we could do that. That first year, it'd just be so many big guys. I don't know if Aiton could fit with Aldridge and Powell and. Just all the big people that they have. All the big guys. All the kind of slow guys. I mean, I think Aiden's the best player. Like, if I'm starting a team from scratch, I'm going to take Aiden, of course. I was a little bit concerned watching uh, how he was locked up like that against uh, Buffalo. Like, he was efficient, but, like, he wasn't, like... I mean, he wasn't dominant, no. I think people are real... Yeah, I mean, he's, like, really, really, like... And you could tell he continues to improve a lot. He's kind of like Joel Embiid like that. Like, you can see it, but, like, he's got to work at it. Like when Joel Embiid was at Kansas. But people are really sleeping on uh, Bagley. I am not a big fan of Bagley, man. No, Bagley's, Bagley's tough. I think he's just a product of being, like, more athletic than everyone else in college. Like, mm-hmm. he's just, like, oh, it, I don't think he'll have that You don't feel like you don't, there. Uh, I mean, I guess I don't know. I think he's got he can shoot. He's got post moves. He's good. He won't he probably, he won't rebound as well, but he he can score. Yeah, I, I don't know, man. Like I I I, I remain to be remains to be seen. I, I mean, guess. I'll, I'll give him the benefit. I mean, with how but, the league is, like you know, big guys shooting threes, like is this more of a finesse game? Like he'll he'll do fine. You can put him at the four or five because he's like six eleven. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. I, I, I see what you're saying. Like, I, I hear what you're saying, but I just... He, like, I he, he reminds like me the, of Chris Bosh a lot. Uh, I don't know if I'll go that far. He does. I guess he could get there, I guess. Yeah, I could see the potential there. So I'll, I'll give you that. I'll give you that. He, he reminds me of Chris... I, I mean, I wouldn't take him number one or anything, but people are really sleeping on him. Like, he's he should be, like, number three behind... Like, maybe four at the latest... I mean, we'll take him in Chicago just because we have no talent. <laughs> Chill, y'all. Look, you guys have some, like Mark is good, Portis is good. You guys just don't have like like someone. A couple people need to take that like that next leap. I mean, yeah, we need Zach step. Levine to get back. What we really need, I think, what will determine the Bulls' future is Chris Dunn. If he can become that kind of like, if he can take a Jimmy Butler type jump, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like that would be really big. That'll really determine kind of what. The Bulls can be. You still want Fred like Hoiberg? Everything. I mean, I don't have a problem with Fred. Ho- I think Fred Hoiberg shows that he can coach in those first like thirty games, like when Nico came back, and he was able to kind of show that he can actually coach pretty well. And yeah. I, so I'm not, I'm not completely like saying like on the whole thing. People are like, oh, he's a garbage coach. I feel like he showed that he can coach, and that he was, I mean, he's done something. Like they're, they're trying to lose it. The organization is doing everything possible. They're not making it really possible for him to win. Yeah, I think the thing with Hoiberg that I've noticed is like since the team got a lot younger, he got a lot better because he can coach like the college-aged people. Even though you're not in college, you're still at that young age. Jimmy Butler wasn't listening to him. Dwayne Wade wasn't listening to him. Like veterans, like 
they don't care about him. But the young guys, he, I think, he coaches well. And I think a big reason for that, like, is just because he's like a first year coach. Like, he'd never proven that he was that guy, you know. I mean, that was part of it, I think. I don't know. I just think that his demeanor is just like. He's not, a chill dude. Like, yeah, he's, he's not, just like, like too chill. Like, made. I don't even know if it has to do with accolades because I, I mean, there have been guys who have accomplished a similar amount. Like, I don't think Billy Donovan was viewed the same way as Hoiberg was. Not to say that he's a better coach, but just like how players view him. Like they definitely have a lot more respect than for Donovan coming right in from Florida. Then I don't know. And neither one of them. I think he, I think he just had better players. That's why he had more success that first year. No, I'm not talking about success. I'm just talking about the player's view of the coach, like just listening to him. Yeah, the first year though, people were on Fred Hoiberg's side. Like they were like. That was even the beginning at the early times. Like, they were like, oh, yeah, like, Fred Hoiberg is a good coach. Like, yeah, it's my guy. Like, he's a good leader. Then as the season went on, like, as it got later in the year, they were losing. They weren't winning games and stuff like that. Then, like, that's when you start to hear the breakup. Like, they, the Thunder never really had that with KD. Like, KD and, uh, like, Russ, they were just so good. Like, they are winning games for the most part. Like, there was no – there's never really a time for people to question whether he's a good coach or not. You know what I mean? Mm, I, I mean, I guess. I mean, I suppose. I don't know. Maybe what about, like, Quinn Snyder of Utah? Yeah, he's coach of the year, man. All right, relax. It's still to be doing, Casey. Uh, I don't know. Man. I, mean, I mean, they got I like guess. 57 wins. Yeah, but like, I don't feel like they were going to, like, I didn't think they were going to be bad coming into the year. I feel like they're going to win like I mean, 50 games. Like, like they're going to be about as good as they were last year, like 50 something games. Like, and then they, they, they overachieved a little bit, I guess, but like, they still haven't proven to be able to beat the good teams. Like, you look at the record against good teams, and they're not very good. Like, they're just taking advantage. Like, they're getting better at beating bad teams, which is fine, I guess. But, like... I mean, they'd be playing good teams. They'd beat the Celtics. They can have a lot of good wins in the West. They just can't beat Cleveland. I don't know. Just from what I've seen, they didn't beat good teams, like, at their peak. Like, they beat them, like, they, like, banged up and stuff. But, like, when I look at Utah, people, like, outside of me, there was nobody else playing, like, this team was going to be doing anything. Like, they're like, Gordon Hayward's gone. These guys are going to be tanking. Go ahead and get lottery No, 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 no. People weren't saying they were going to tank. All right, man. Well, especially after their start, like they were garbage. They're like, oh, you need to just I, go ahead and pack it in. I mean, oh well, yeah, maybe once they saw that they were bad. But before the season, I thought, I, well, I don't know about playoffs or not, but no one thought. I thought everyone thought they'd be like five hundred because they still play good defense. Everyone, yeah, everyone they, knew they, that. They're basically the Celtics last year, in my opinion. Yeah, Donovan Mitchell's Isaiah. Yeah, I mean, like, they're, they, I think they're a little bit better as far as, like, Gobert being a rim protector in that sense, but, like, they're they're basically the same team as the Celtics were. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, Jay Crowder, too. Yeah, like, they have a, like, they they have a bunch of guys who have a role, they do their role very well. I really like Ingles. Them do more, I love Joe Ingles, I think he's the X Factor. Yeah, I really like, if I he's, was... If he's, if he's playing well, I think they can go to the second round. And yeah. they, they can give a team a, a tough chance, like a tough run in the second round. Yeah, I really like Joe. He's a he's a Spurs kind of player. Like, yeah, I so think you guys interested in like trying to trade for him, didn't you? Yeah, we were trying to get him at one point. Yeah, I think Joe Ingles. I love Joe Ingles. Yeah, he's, he's, he's been dunking lately. Kind of player. Yeah, he has. He's like really big, actually. Yeah, he's huge. He's like and he can feet. play. He plays really good defense. Like, every guy just knows their job. Like, Joe Ingles knows what he's supposed to do. He's supposed to hit threes, and he gets, like, eight or nine assists a night, like, on a regular basis now. Like, Ricky Rubio knows his job. He does his job well. Like, 
Mitchell does his job well. Gobert does his like everyone just knows their role and they do it to the best of their ability and they just play for each other. Like you watch them play, like they like legitimately love each other. Like they're like tweeting each other after the games, like win or lose, like, hey, gonna get them next time. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like they're just like it's weird, bro. They like it's like a college team almost. They like like to play with each other. It's weird. Yeah, I wish they had a better point guard than Rubio, but Rubio's nice. I mean, Rubio's okay, but like they're they're limited. You know, they need another ball handler. Like you know, Ingles yeah. is a good ball handler. Mental is a good ball handler. They need like another good ball handler to like really do something. Rubio's okay, so that's why they're good enough. I wish, but I wish they could have kept uh, Joe Johnson. To be honest, just for playoff purposes, because I feel like that's going to be an issue when they don't have uh, Rodney Hood um, or Joe Johnson in the playoffs. That's going to be tough. I mean, yeah, it's going to be all on Mitchell. Yeah, Mitchell's gonna have to do it. And they're gonna actually have to get something from like guys like Jerebko. Like they're gonna need. Well, like, they're no, no, they're really gonna need Ingles to make plays. Yeah, he's gonna have to be. He's gonna have to play even better than he's already played, which is that's a lot. Yeah, basically. Essentially, all right. So we're about to wrap this up. Final thoughts on anything that we didn't cover. Man, I'm just I'm just happy to be here. I'm happy that I was able to make it to another podcast episode. Like, it, just, it means a lot to me and my family. Yeah, my, okay. my parents check this out. My parents check this out. You know, um, okay. it means a lot to them. Also, to the Rags household to uh, continue to see their son on the upward trajectory. Uh, uh, that's why you're no no curse words. <laughs> that's just not my lifestyle, man. It's not no. what I do. Okay. So so what yeah, you're yeah. saying is you don't have anything else to say. You just want to talk. I'm just happy to be here, man. It's a blessing. It's a blessing, man. Yeah, I gotta start looking for more people. <laughs> That's unbelievable. I'm about, to, I'm about to plug my own. I'm about to plug my own podcast. All right, go ahead. <laughs> I'm just kidding, man. But yeah, I mean, I just think I'm excited for the playoffs to start. Like Saturday, I, I, one thing I did. Like, we didn't talk about this, but if the Wizards don't make the Eastern Conference Finals, which I know, like being an AC, like they shouldn't be expected to, but like when you think about the talent they have. And the way, like going into the season, kind of the, the mindset of this team and what was available and what's there, and now what, how it's changed. Like the Celtics don't have Kyrie, they don't have Gordon Hayward. They should be an Eastern Conference Finals team. And if they don't make it, I think you got to blow the team up. Well, um, that's, that's not going to happen. Thinking. Exactly. So I think you got. I think you got to blow the team. Up. I think you got to trade Bradley Beal or no, John Wall, whichever one you value more. No, you keep the same think, team and just replace Gortat and then try again. Maybe I think it's. It needs to be a drastic change, but I could see. I could see if you want to give it one more year. Like if they make it to the second round, if they can avoid Toronto, I mean, look, it makes it the second round. They they've got everyone. They they got everyone under contract. Why? There's no need to blow it up. Not until they start getting worse. Maybe if anything, maybe you trade John Wall. But like, I don't really know what you'd get for him. I don't feel like you'd get what you know. I don't think you'd get much at, right now. I think you. I think you need to keep John Wall. He's a star. Like Bradley Beal is not a star. He's he's proven that. Like we've seen him without John Wall. And we see what he is. Like, yeah. I mean, like I guess it just depends on what you're going to get back. Yeah. Because I don't know. I mean, I think it just depends. Bradley Beal is a very CJ McCollum-like, in my opinion. Which is in the... That's not disrespectful, but it's just... You know what I'm saying? Like, he's a two. He's a he's not a one. Not a one A. Like, he's a two, for sure. Yeah. No, I feel that. But yeah, I would... I personally... I wow. would... You, I, I hated... I hated the auto border deal. Well, of I don't course. know if you can get out of that. There's no, I guess there's no way you can get out of it, but like, nope. you need to try to... They need to get out of the Jan Mahimi deals what they need to get out of. Oh, yeah, but that should be that should be coming up soon. I, do they have their amnesty? They need to use that. If they have it. <laughs> I don't even know. But the amnesty involves, like, you have to like pay them up front, so 
I apologize. I mean, well, yeah, their owner does own like a arena football league, and their arena football is out of business. So yeah, I guess they probably don't have they probably don't have the money to do that. But well, I don't know. I mean, he owns the Capitals too. Yeah, that's true. So I don't know, but I see that you just like to make shots at the Wizards. First, John Wall's mom. <laughs> hey, no, nah, I love I love John Wall, man. I love John Wall. What about his mom? I mean, as far as dating goes, like I'm not interested, but I'm sure she's a great mom. It looks like John Wall's a very respectable guy. You never hear about him having any kids out of wedlock or anything like that. So, so she, she's a great person, it sounds like. But as far I, as, you know, I need to, I need to aesthetic, clip that off. Aesthetically. You don't need to continue. We got it. <laughs> we, we got it. I'm going to cut you off right now.